Hello and welcome to Bots and Bolts, the official podcast of the Livonia Warriors. I'm your host, Jaden, and I'm joined here by my co-host, Daniel. Hey there. Uh, today's episode, we're going to be asking our strategy mentor, Mr. Cole. Good evening. Mr. Cole, what is your experience with FRC? I have been an FRC mentor since um, the uh, 2013 game. It was uh, Ultimate Ascent. And uh, I became a mentor when my son, uh, Robert, joined uh, the Livonia Warriors as a student, as a sophomore. And once he graduated in 2015, I had promised the uh, senior class coming in the next year that I'd stay with them through it. And then I just kept keeping that promise to the next year and the next year. So I still am here. What got you into FRC? So uh, what, what excited me about... Um, FRC Robotics was the, the competition, the fact that you could start with just an, an idea or a, a set of commands or, or instructions as to what you need to do. And in six weeks, you had to build a robot to do that. And then you had to go take it on the field and uh, uh, try to uh, win matches with it and, and succeed. And what really got me interested in was the um, strategy of that and how you actually played the game. Um, the first match I went to, or a series of matches, was um, just so tremendous um, in what different um, strategies the different teams used to uh, compete with. And I was really fascinated by that. How has FRC changed since you started? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I know that drivetrains have changed dramatically, you know, going from a lot of West Coast drives or a 4 by 4 drive or or even using mechanisms to drive to it's all the really um, top teams are using Swerve now. Um, much more faster, much more agile type of robot um, with that. And I, I think a lot of the, um, uh, the teams are really doing a lot more engineering um, and uh, uh, thought in, in, into the robot. Uh, I certainly know the Warriors have. The Warriors have grown tremendously. Um, in the 12 years I've been here um, with the team and the level of competitiveness and the level of uh, not necessarily difficulty, but uh, the, the level of engineering that has gone into the bot- bots has increased every year that I've been here. It's really been good to see. Now, you mentioned Swerve Drive and how a lot of teams are now uh, going towards the... Can you explain kind of what the benefits are and kind of how it works? So Swerve Drive allows, it's like um, four-wheel drive by four-wheel steering uh, is the best way to describe them. And um, uh, the software of them allows them to turn in whatever direction the uh, uh, drivers want to take it. If uh, the drivers are moving straight ahead and there's a robot coming in to the left and they want to avoid them, they can just swing it at a 45-degree angle away from them. Or if they want to smash them, they can go right at them. So they, it's, it gives a lot of agility and a lot of options as the way they can uh, move forward. Who was your favorite robot to work on with the Warriors? I've had a number. I think every one of them has been really uh, nice robots. I'd like uh, uh, Turbulence. You know, our first swerve drive was a, a, a great bot in, in doing that. Um, Iron Kraken, our 2017 robot, the first one that took the Worlds and did very well in the state competition. We won one uh, district with that, came in as finalists, and the other was, uh, I, I think, the um, tipping point on that. Um, I, I like them all. In fact, they were all um, uh, 
a good um, time putting them together and building them and then uh, competing with them. Mm-hmm. We all learned a little bit each every year from each one of them. What was your favorite game that you've been uh, that you've participated in? Well, one of my favorites was Aerial Assist, second year in 2014. We had a big, huge ball. Um, was the only game piece, and it turned out being a game that we passed um, to um, other teams, and and the other team, and finally they would score. There was three zones, and so being able to you know cooperate between the different alliance partners to get that large ball uh, up to being scored was a actually a score multiplier, um, and uh, so it was very good game for, for that, for strategy standpoint. And uh, uh, it was the first uh, off-season event that year that we won our first um, championship as a team. So it, it was a, a big for, big thing for me. But I also like the uh, um, Steamworks game a lot, too. And um, I like the uh, uh, last couple of years games as well. What do you do outside of robotics? I'm a mechanical engineer for Albert Kahn Associates. Um, recently retired. I did uh, work my way up in 45 years. I worked there from a entry level engineer up through a, a project team leader, uh, to become a, uh, eventually assistant department head and assistant, eventually department head. So I was a chief mechanical engineer. So I did a lot of designing of, uh, factories and office buildings, school buildings, uh, laboratory spaces, medical facilities. It was quite a wonderful career. And, you know, it was uh, nice to be able to stay at the same with the same employer my whole career. Did you describe your role in the team? Um, I have a couple roles, um, mostly uh, as uh, leading the scouting teams and as a strategist. So with the scouting teams, we uh, create uh, different um, uh, methods and materials that we can quantify the performance of um, the, the robots as they play in matches and also what they, they do. Um, in the pits, we do pit scouting to uh, be able to quantify the uh, what what how they build the robot and how it performs, and then uh, we take that information and we create a, a strategy uh, for gameplay. Um, how we look for uh, strengths and weaknesses of both our, our alliance partners and, and also our uh, um, our opponents, and uh, we uh, try to play uh, to our strengths and uh, take advantage of the other opponent's weaknesses to try to you know win the matches and get our ranking points and so forth. Um, then the other part of it is um, getting ready for alliance selection. Um, our scouting data allows us to uh, pretty accurately select um, the uh, picking order for the teams. It's quite often that we'll be uh, um, looking at uh, our scouting sheet and watch the other teams go right down our list. Um, as they make selections. So the, the, the scouting is a real strength of the um, warrior system, and uh, I'm proud to have been a big part of that. What's your day-to-day in the robotics? Day-to-day in robotics? Like, what would you... You come to a meeting, what would you What would you do throughout the meeting, your typical meeting? Well, my typical meeting is, is I, I have to go and um, review the rules, um, I'm also looking at the questions and answers that other teams have um, asked first uh, to find out if there are any changes, look at the, the, the updates. Then it's a lot of going around and talking to the uh, 
uh, different squads to see where they are in, the, in their build, uh, try to help them um, be more efficient with their uh, acquisition and control of their game pieces and, and, and so forth to try to get, you know, a second edge on everything because every second counts um, in a competition. Uh, so we try to shave seconds um, on that. And other parts of it, I'll soon be starting to develop the uh, scouting um, uh, sheets that we can use at competitions for match scouting and pit scouting along with some of the students. Uh, so that we can be able to prepare to, you know, get the data and so forth. And then it's working with the, uh, uh, teams of, uh, like the programming team who, uh, who would be, uh, doing the autonomous mode because I think the autonomous mode is one of the most important things in, in robotics. Uh, certainly if you get off a good start in, in autonomous, uh, makes for a, a good match, uh, for the rest of the match. What are your goals for this season? My goals are one to get uh, all the students engaged um, in doing the robot, building robot, participating in the competitions, and so forth. I think we need to have a, a good uh, uh, you know, strategy how we're going to perform. Well-trained drivers, um, and I think um, pulling that all together, if we uh, build a good robot, it's, uh, we'll have success. I don't want to really define a you know go to states, goes to the world things, but you know, that is the, uh, the um, goal, uh, I think, of our programs is to uh, go, try to go as high as we can and do as well as we can. So what do you think about uh, the game this year, Crescendo? I like the game this year. It's, it's uh, going to be interesting. I'm still trying to figure out what the game pieces are all about and how they move, move around. Um, I think it's uh, going to be a fast game. I think it's going to have a combination of both uh, teams that need to be agile, but they'll have to be able to take a punish, punishment because I think there's going to be a lot of uh, um, contact that goes on because of uh, the way the uh, game transits through the field. You know, there's places where the, the, the two alliances cross a lot, and that, like we saw last year, could lead to a lot of collisions. And, you know, I think the, the better teams are going to try to be able to avoid making collisions, um, having collisions, because it really it slows them down. But I think it's be some uh, a, a lot of good teamwork, um, cooperation between, within alliances to make sure that they're not bunching up in, in one space at one time and they're kind of spread out across the field so they can move swiftly. I think that's kind of the thing that I see that uh, are keys to this game. Now, if you're willing to share, what are some strategies that you have looked at that you think teams at a um, teams at a more basic level will be will be able to do this year? Well, I th I think you always need to have a team that is capable of um, putting notes in the amplifier uh, because the amplifier can be boosted uh, for ten second periods or up to you know four notes, and then if you have two good scoring robots who can pick up notes off the floor and um, score them, it's going to be really key to uh, get two cycles out of those teams in 10 seconds. So you're going to have to almost pre-place notes around the subwoofer or in front of the speaker to be able to score those within that period and, and you know, get your four double point uh, notes in there. How many hours a week do you spend at robotics? I would say somewhere between 15 to 20 during the season. During the off season, it might be six, 
depends if we have a, a off-season event. All right, now kind of wrapping things up here, what does gracious professionalism mean to you? That is a great, very great concept in dealing with, with people in general, and, and I've learned a lot from it just in my 12 years. And I hope you know, the, the students come away with the same feelings I do. I, I think it's, it's about treating people with, with respect. It's about um, uh, learning how to um, cooperate or, and to um, coordinate with other people and do it in a professional manner. That is just um, trying to do your best to maintain an even open mind in the conversations with them and be able to be open to different ideas and then incorporating those different ideas into a better solution than you would have come up with yourself. So I think it's a really a, a game changer um, for, for engineers, lawyers, everybody who um, is, is involved with other professionals and guiding them in, in the way they should behave um, when working. It's just a, a great work at, at least a greater working atmosphere. Well, thank you, Mr. Cole, for joining us. Quite welcome. Um, It's been a pleasure. And we'll be right back with our next guests. Our next guests are Eddie and Savannah. Hi. What's up, guys? Now, what is your roles on the team? So, I am a junior captain for the Livonia Warriors, and I am the um, field technician. And I am Eddie. Uh, the lead mechanical currently and acting flight manager. What would you say each of your meetings is like in robotics? I am on a lot of different squads and I try to participate as much as I can in all the different squads. So I really go wherever I'm needed and wherever help is needed. My main squad is electrical, so I spend a lot of time in there wiring up the robot and making sure everything works properly, but I also try to help out in mechanical and sometimes programming as much as possible. And uh, I come in and I do as much as I can with mechanical. So what we do is uh, we get in there, you know, we talk around with the guys, we create a, a good game plan for what we're going to do. And then we split off in teams. Like right now, it's about week three, and we're still prototyping. Like we were just working on the uh, on the uh, chassis bot, right? And we're coming up with different uh, different things to prototypes with. Like we got this new shooter thing that we're working on. It's working pretty good, you know. Working out some few a few kinks. Uh, we're working on our intake. What that's going to end up looking like. Uh, we got a few ideas for the climber. But, uh, you know, it's mostly uh, lately Daniel and I have been working on our intake, you know. So, really what our, our day looks like is just, you know, doing as much as we can in the short amount of time that we got. What do you guys think about the game this year, Crescendo? I think uh, the new game is kind of interesting. You know, it's not like uh, any of the past games that we've gone, well, that I have personally gone to. I mean, my first experience with FIRST Robotics was uh, starting my freshman year of high school. So I don't have any of the experience with the uh, FTC type background that most of these guys have, where they have like similar games in the past. But this new game is uh, it's interesting, it's new, it's challenging, and I think it's going to be a pretty cool thing to figure out what we're going to go in a direction with this. So I also don't have any experience with FTC, unfortunately, 
But I would say this game reminds me a lot of Ultimate Ascend, um, the Frisbee game from, I think, 2015, 2014. Um, I really like this game and all the different aspects to it. I think that's um, a new challenge that we were presented with. The last two games, my freshman year and my sophomore year, we the games were primarily one or two challenges, but this year there's a lot of components to it, and I think that's very interesting, and it's uh, making it a very fun design. What are your goals for this season? I think my goal for this season is to create a consistent and reliable robot. Last year, we struggled a lot with consistency, um, so I'm really hoping that we can fix that this year and move forward with a very consistent and reliable robot. My goal is, uh, simply put, worlds. I want to <laughs> do better than we did last year. Last year, uh, it was a, a real eye-opening experience for me. You know, it was the first time that I personally went to worlds. Um, and I think it was an incredible experience, but we didn't get as nearly as far as we wanted to go. So I think this year is our, our redemption year. We're going to get even farther. Now, both of you mentioned that you started off as freshmen. So what got you into the door of FRC? You know, I was always interested with the engineering and that type of thing. You know, I had worked in the past on like different, uh, I did like Lego League when I was, um, uh, like third grade or ish. And, you know, that was like, it was a, it was half in, half out. It wasn't like a very well put together program at our school, but, you know, it got me interested. So when I heard about the, the team, uh, from, at the high schools, you know, I was like, well, that's pretty cool. And my dad, he, uh, he really pushed me into it. So when I got the chance to do it, I jumped in. So for me, my cousin was a member of an FRC team, the Stevenson Eagles 6088. And he was a sophomore in high school in 2019, which was Deep Space. I went to every single one of his competitions that year, and I even got to attend Worlds, which was at Detroit. And the experience of going to all those competitions with my cousin made me fall in love with FIRST Robotics. I remember going home from those competitions, researching things about robots, wanting to build my own. So unfortunately, once I got to middle school, my school never had an FTC team in middle school. Um, I really wanted to make one, but COVID kind of got in the way of all that. But once I switched schools and went to Livonia and found out they had an FRC team, I joined immediately. That was pretty much my dream come true. Now, you mentioned Worlds. What is the Worlds competition like? The world competition is exciting, exhilarating. It's, um, it's crazy. It's stressful, but it is so much fun. There is thousands of people there. There is kids there from all over the world that all share the same interest as you. And I think that's really nice because it's such a kind of niche thing to be interested in. Yet there's thousands of kids from everywhere that you can get along with that are all interested in it. But it's definitely a bit stressful and overwhelming because um, it's it's the highest and most intense competition you'll ever go to. But it was it was such an amazing experience. Yeah, I, I really agree with that. It was an amazing experience. I think for me, it was one of those uh, hurry up and wait type experiences where we're always in a rush to get there. And then we just 
everything stops or we wait for the next thing and then we get in and you know those hurry up and wait moments that was like a great opportunity because then you could talk around with people and really meet new people and it was like it was awesome being there i mean we're from michigan so walking around we see all the michigan teams and we're like hey i know you and i saw you here or you were at our districts or something like that and then you got people all over from the other side of the world who are coming in and it's like that is so cool how you did that and you just get to see different processes of thinking and you know it was quite amazing really so what are those district events like in comparison to worlds uh districts is it's small you know um, at the moment, when you're starting off, maybe it's like a week one competition or something a little bit further on. It's it's smaller, you know. It's it's chaos where you're trying to figure out, okay, hey, this went wrong. How do we fix this real quick? Because you you're just learning your robot. You're not really familiar with it yet. You know, you may have gotten some practice in it, but most teams are just like they're just trying to get in there and figure out all on the field right we're trying to figure out who's good at what how do we make this happen um and when you get to worlds it's totally different because everybody's hit their hit their groove you know you got these teams who like i know exactly how to do this and at districts it's you you're trying to figure it out so it was like a stark contrast comparing the two night and day really yeah, I definitely agree with Eddie. I think districts is a lot smaller compared to worlds. And I think at districts, you're looking at other robots, looking at other people's designs, looking at what has been working and what hasn't. You're trying to think, how can we get better for the next competition? What can we do now to improve ourselves? But I think at worlds, there isn't like, even though there's off season competitions, there isn't a next competition that matters, so to say. So, you're kind of soaking it all in instead of thinking, oh, what am I going to do better for next competition? It's how can I do my best today? What were your guys' favorite game that you guys participated in? Ooh, I would say I really liked um, Rapid React 2022. Um, I think that was probably my favorite, but I think Crescendo is probably going to be up there. I haven't played it yet, but I'm I have... High hopes for it. Yeah. Um. So twenty two, twenty two. That was a really good year. Um. You know, that was where I was just getting started with the robotics thing. But I think twenty twenty three was the the best year for me. You know. Um. At that point, it was our team was like heavy seniors focused. So for me, it was a really cool opportunity to learn from them, to like get all their knowledge and skills. And I think that's, uh, that, that really helped me, you know, I know how to do so much more stuff now. And, you know, it's a, it's a way for all of us to, you know, learn from different things. So when I crossed over from our Tyros team last year, uh, I got to experience all the information from uh, people in past years for our sophomores, juniors, seniors team. Could you describe your role on the team? Um, you know, I'm a member of mechanical, really, which means we're we're like we're building the robot, all right. And while we're all building the robot, we're we're more physically assembling it. So we're trying to work in harmony with everybody else. You know, it's like. I think us and electrical are really the, the two most hands on, like literally 
physically hands-on teams. We got programming off to our side usually. We're always trying to work in collaboration with us, which is awesome. Um, we're always working with imagery, getting all the different things and incorporating them with the robot. So uh, as a mechanical person, you know, it's uh, really awesome to be able to work with all our different members of our team to incorporate that in our little squad. And I am the field technician for the team, so I work on all the electrical. Um, basically what that means is I wire up our electronics, connect them to the motors, and allow our robot to have power and allow the code to run to the motors so the drivers can control it, basically. How many hours do you think that you guys spend at robotics every week? <laughs> Too much. <laughs> no, I'm here during build season. I'm here all the times at the weekend, sometimes overtime from 12 to 4, but you, we all know you stay after. And then I'm here after school Monday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday from 6 to 9. And I pretty much show up whenever it's open. <laughs> Bare minimum 15 hours a week. <laughs> All right, wrapping things up here, um, what does gracious professionalism mean to you guys? So I think gracious professionalism means treating everybody equally and with respect. And first robotics, it's, it's worldwide. Everybody comes from different backgrounds and from different places, and everybody kind of has a different story. And I think gracious professionalism means understanding those stories and respecting those people and being willing to help all these different teams and all these different people when you have resources that they don't. Yeah, for me, gracious professionalism really comes down to one word, humbleness. Um, it's the uh, it's a ability to, whether or not you win or you lose, you don't take it out on the other teams. You're there, you congratulate them, you say, awesome work, way to go, you know, I loved working with you, or it was really cool seeing you work, and, you know, it's it's the ability to take all of that in without the, the bitter feelings of resentment against they did better than us, or we did better than them, and it's really just like an awesome way to see how far you can come as a person. Thank you guys for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much for having us. Yeah, it was a great time. It was really nice talking to you. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us on Bots and Bolts. If you have any questions for us, please contact us at botsandbolts at livoniawarriors.org. If you are interested in joining a FIRST team or have questions about FIRST, please visit firstinspires.org. And if you want to learn about the Livonia Warriors, please look up livoniawarriors.org. We'll see you next week.